Welcome back to Hot Girls Read. My name is Dina and I am your host. Today is a special episode because I decided that I'm going to read the book Healing the Feminine Energy and the Wounds of Your Inner Child written by Remus. This book is only 80 pages and there is so much wisdom that we can take from it in becoming the best version of ourselves and embracing our femininity. Because it's only 80 pages, I figured this would be a great book to read for you all. If you'd like to purchase the book, it's on Amazon for under $20, very affordable. Also, the author Remus is on TikTok. If you want to follow him, his account is at R-E-E-M-U-S-B. I'm going to say it again. It's at R-E-E-M-U-S-B. I hope you all enjoy the episode. Healing the Feminine Energy and the Wounds of Your Inner Child, written by Remus. Intro, Traits of the Feminine, the Wounded Feminine, Passive Person or People Pleaser, Seeks External Validation, Needy, Emotionally Withholding or Overly Emotional, Victimhood and feeling of powerlessness. Manipulative. Insecure. Envious. Judgmental. Struggles to receive or let go of control. The empowered feminine. Peaceful. Not easily triggered. Expresses creativity. Able to express authentically and communicate boundaries and needs. Balanced and authentic expression of sexuality and sensuality. In touch with intuition. Emotionally balanced. Cooperative. In this book, we are going to take the first steps towards healing your feminine energy. We'll start by describing the nature of the feminine spirit. And then we'll discuss what causes wounds to this energy and how to unblock the obstacles to its expression. While this book is directed at women, it is not exclusively useful to women. Both men and women have feminine energy within them at varying levels, and we must all look after it. It is also useful if a man wants to better understand the energy of women so he knows what a spiritually healthy woman looks like. There are two main focuses in this book. Number one, wounds, and number two, blocks to the feminine energy. The first task is to identify any wounds, and this is done by looking back into your past. The next task will be identifying blocks, and this is done by embracing the present moment. Though closely linked, they are still separate, and one area may be more necessary for you to work on compared to the other. Going on this journey of feminine development will lead to great fulfillment as you grow into a truly empowered person who is at peace with yourself and in love with your nature. 
Now let's get started. The spirit of the feminine. If I were to ask you, what is it that you use to touch, feel, and interact with the world? You may tell me that you use your body, and you wouldn't be wrong. But when it comes to the experience that you have here in this world, your physical body is only one part of it. There is much more to it. Aside from your physical body, you also have a spiritual body. Your spiritual body houses and expresses your energy, and it is just as significant as your physical body. If you want true fulfillment, then both your physical body and your spiritual body must be in a healthy, balanced state. Inner satisfaction is achieved when you align both the physical and spiritual body. They must be in unison. This means that the energy you express must match the design of your physical body. This is where masculine and feminine energies come into play. If you are a woman, then feminine energy is the match for you. And for men, it would obviously be masculine energy. Of course, no person solely expresses one or the other. There is supposed to be a balance between the two. However, each person has either a feminine core or a masculine core. In other words, you will find that one energy is more prominent in you than the other. In this book, we are focusing on feminine energy, and it is something that is inherent in all women. The female body was designed to express femininity, so it comes naturally to most women. Traits of femininity include openness, trust, magnetism, intuition, compassion, gentleness, creativity, and vulnerability. These are all traits that naturally come from the feminine energy. The beauty of being in your feminine energy is that you will feel aligned, fulfilled, and whole. It is for this goal that you should embark on the journey to rediscovering your femininity. But taking it further, you should stop now and ask yourself, why do I want to go on this journey? What is it that pulls you to want to heal my feminine energy? The answer to this question will be the fuel that motivates you. It has to be more than just, it's a trend, or it sounds interesting. You must look at this journey as the start of your feminine development. It's a journey, and the benefits will be rewarding. In this book, the aim is to heal your spiritual body so you can embrace your true state. Your inner child. Every one of us, man or woman, has an inner child. Now, that inner child is a perfect representation of your energy because the spiritual body does not age. It is only your physical body that wrinkles and grows old. That inner girl you have deep within is your pure feminine state before all of the experiences, cultural programming, and traumas 
that caused her to hide. If you'd like to understand how true it is that the child within is pure in its masculine or feminine energy, simply observe children in the playground. Children are a great example because they have not yet received social conditioning and hurtful experiences that affect their energy. They run entirely off pure energy. You can clearly see how masculine or feminine energies manifest through how young boys and girls interact. Your inner child is the same way. That little girl inside is your feminine spirit. But if she has been attacked, it is likely that she'll struggle to come out and play like the kids in a playground. The playground for adults is not as innocent as the ones in kindergarten. Depending on your personal circumstances, there will be different reasons why that little girl was hurt. Experiences that cause wounds to your feminine spirit can include mistreatment, neglect, abuse, heartbreak, trauma, or criticism. You could be a girl who has had no trouble being in your feminine energy until one of those situations happen. And it could be from one momentary but hurtful experience, like being badly treated in a relationship. Or it could be after a long-term experience, like a rough childhood. However, it may not even necessarily come from bad experiences like this. A girl might feel her feminine energy is blocked because of cultural programming. Unfortunately, we do not live in a world that respects femininity. Due to emergence of feminism over the last century, young girls enter a world that shames the expression of feminine energy and discourages them from embracing the role of a woman. Regardless of whether it was from personal experiences or cultural programming, the result for most women is the same. There is a struggle to embrace the feminine energy. What happens when the little girl inside is hurt? The protectiveness of the masculine energy emerges. Note that this is also the thing that pushes men to be protectors. But remember, masculine energy is within women too. So, when your feminine spirit is under attack, the masculine energy comes out to protect it. It begins to form a shell that guards the little girl. After she suffers wounds and cuts, the little girl is scared to come out and play. So the masculine shell remains. And since the little girl has not yet been healed, the pains suffered in her past will remain. Even worse, operating on pain will become a regular part of your identity as you reaffirm over and over that the hurt version of yourself is who you are. Your thoughts, beliefs, and expression become aligned with the distorted expression of the masculine energy. Initially, being in your masculine energy will feel necessary and maybe even satisfying, but it will soon become exhausting because this is not the natural state of a woman. Feminine development starts with healing your feminine energy so that you can feel royal, powerful, and confident. 
femininity is a woman's greatest strength and tapping into it provides a buffet of benefits and it's available to every woman who wants it. You may be waiting for someone else, perhaps a man, to come and do the work for you. But if you do this, now you are at the mercy of other people to decide whether they will grant you the pleasure of being the woman you deserve to be. The immature expression of femininity is passiveness. This type of woman waits and allows life to happen to her rather than for her. But you don't have to wait for someone to make things better. You can do it too. Femininity is already in you. You just have to get it out. All you have to do is decide that you deserve to be the woman you desire to be. Insecurities. The feminine state is based on internal being, whilst masculinity is a state based on external doing. The more internal work you can do, the better for the feminine spirit. A woman is going to struggle to enter an internal state if there are painful wounds that lie beneath the surface. So, healing past traumas and insecurities are very important because fears will trigger the protective response of the masculine shell to emerge. The feminine energy needs to feel safe. By addressing problems of the past, including prior relationships, family upbringing, and any other relevant areas, we begin to create comfort and security that allows the feminine energy to flow. This requires being truly honest with yourself. So, if you can show a great level of accountability in this area, you have much to be proud about. One of the main goals is to reach a place where you can just let go of attachments to all triggering thoughts and insecurities. Get to know your inner girl. The first task to healing your wounds is getting to know the little girl inside. When you strip away all the painful experiences you have endured, who are you? Who are you before all the societal conditioning, family criticism, or abusive relationships? Who is that little girl within, in her purest state, without all the overthinking, the overanalyzing, or constant worrying? In a world of total safety and freedom, who is she? And trust me, she's in there. We just need to let her know that it's safe to come out. She needs to know that you are here for her and you're going to keep a watchful eye over her. She needs to know that you care. She may have suffered wounds, but you're here to help her heal them. Now, What is the first thing you must do when you suffer a wound? You must assess it and clean it. If not, it gets infected and the healing process becomes complicated. That is much like what has happened to all of us in this world. Most of us have grown up without cleaning the wounds to our spiritual bodies. We left it as it is. And unlike a physical wound, you don't go to a hospital and get it bandaged. There are no scanning machines and x-rays 
to assess the damage done to the little girl within. Those scans are going to have to be done by you, being vulnerable and honest. We must go back and look at your past to see when you suffered those wounds so we can get it all cleaned up. We may have to go back far, but it will all be worth it. Assessing the wound. Wounds to the feminine spirit usually occur after you suffer the type of experiences that lead to a feeling of shame, blame, regret, or lack of confidence, insecurity. And these negative mental states can lead to suppression of the expression of a number of areas, including body image and beauty, love and sex, emotions and personal expression, self-worth, and personal value. For example, if you've been in a relationship where a partner frequently criticized how you look, it may lead to a lack of confidence in how you view your body. Or, if you're in your childhood, your parents used to make you feel stupid when, you were, when your grades were not good enough. It may have caused you to feel shame and not worthy of praise. You must be vulnerable and think back to what it was that caused any mental scars. Sit down, close your eyes, and really play the scenes back in your mind. Have you experienced abandonment, scorn, neglect, or rejection? Be honest with yourself. It may hurt a little bit as you recount those memories, and that's okay. Once you have identified the different wounds you have, you must then observe the long-term effect it had. Ask yourself, what beliefs did you retain from those negative experiences? When you have negative self-thoughts or certain beliefs about your sexuality or your emotional expression, where did those thoughts come from? Did someone else put them there? Or are they in a position to do so? What validated them to be able to plant certain thoughts in your head? And when they did so, was it done with good intentions? Many of the thoughts you have are not yours and were planted there. And those weeds are suppressing your feminine spirit. Continuing from the example in the previous paragraph, perhaps you may have loved your body before being with a partner that criticized it, but now you hate it. The worst thing is not the criticism itself. It is the self-acceptance of that criticism as you replay it over and over in your head. So, even after that relationship is finished, those same thoughts persist. You have given power to the negative affirmations that they gave you. Now, when you take off your clothes, you feel a sense of shame or lack of confidence. You tell yourself that you hate your body and wish it was designed differently. You scroll on social media watching the other girls' bodies wishing you could look like them. You don't know it, but you are hurting that little girl inside when you do this. 
It's hard for your feminine spirit to thrive when you are continuing the verbal abuse that you suffered in the past. Exercise. Journaling. It's time for some self-love to replace the negative affirmations of your past with positive affirmations. Make a commitment to let go of any shame, blame, regret, or insecurity. In each of the areas we spoke about above, body, beauty, sex, love, emotions, expression, self-worth, write something you love about yourself. Do this every day. For example, write one thing you love about your personality. Then the next day, write one thing you love about your body. It doesn't have to be major. Process the past. Amongst the most important aspects of healing are acceptance and understanding. Without doing this, you will hold on to internal negativity and the feminine energy thrives on positivity. If you want to create inner inner security for yourself, then you must let go of as much negativity as you can. We can look at things from a negative perspective, or we can choose to take the positives from it. Positively processing the past starts with fully accepting your past, even where it hurt you. It's happened and it's done now. Without being overly emotional, try to look at the situation in a logical manner. Look at what position it has left you in. There will be both positives and negatives, but the positives will certainly be that you have seen how resilient you are. You have real life proof that you can come through hurtful situations and stay strong. And I'm sure you have learned from those experiences too. Even better, it may have been it may have given you awareness of your strengths as well as any areas of potential improvement. Perhaps you're a girl who lacks the ability to set boundaries. If this has been abused in the past, then you know that this is something to work on. Next, you must release any bitterness or hate you have. Bitterness sours feminine energy. It brings out a distorted expression of masculinity in such a way that has you being defensive and aggressive. Do not let the experiences you have suffered turn you into a savage. That's not you. That is the pain and hurt being released alongside frustration. You might feel bitter about men after having numerous bad experiences, but all this will do is keep you in the frequency that will continue to attract those types of men. Or maybe your bitterness is not directed at anyone any one particular person. Perhaps you are bitter at society for making you feel bad about your femininity. But the truth is, most of us never stood a chance at being able to embrace our natural state since this society is currently telling us to do the exact opposite. Whatever it is, you would do better to simply let it go. Doing so is an act of self-love 
since holding on to negativity only just perpetuates self-pain. And if you are worthy of love, then you do not deserve to continue hurting yourself by holding on to bitterness. As we said, blame and regret cause wounds to your femininity. Letting go of regret for allowing yourself to be mistreated helps to create a positive space within. Blaming yourself only puts you in a cycle of distrust of your own decisions. Everyone makes mistakes and you are not perfect. Stopping yourself from blaming others is also powerful, leading us into our next step, which is to drop all victimhood or denial. It's not about blaming yourself or others. It is simply about acknowledging the reality of your past and how each person involved contributed to the situation. If you continue to look at yourself as a victim, you will continue to be one. You are the hero of your own life and life is not happening to you. It's happening for you. Every situation is a lesson and you are the one in control. Perhaps you had a parent who abandoned you when you were younger and now it has messed up your expression of love or self-worth. Though it was not your fault that this happened, you have the power to fix the damage it caused. The more accountable you become for your own life, the more your life will improve. Perhaps the hardest step of them all is exercising compassion and forgiveness. Having compassion for those that have attacked your feminine spirit is difficult, but it will free you from any negativity you hold inside. You can let go of the emotional burdens of stress and frustration. As the saying goes, hurt people hurt people. If you had a parent who abandoned you, I can guarantee there was something they suffered in their own development and they didn't fix it. And whatever toxicity that was in them manifested through their treatment of you. They were passing on their unhealed toxicity to you. In their own way, they too are victims of their own situation. Recognizing this is something to be proud of because you are the one breaking the cycle. Few people are able to do this. In fact, depending on what has happened in your past, this may seem impossible right now. If that's the case, it's fine. Don't force it. But doing this helps you to understand why they did what they did. And it helps you to show your inner child that it's safe to play. Changing your perspective goes a long way. Your inner child has been living in a world of chaos, pain, and fear. But the good thing about the inner world is that it is inside of you, meaning you are the one that gets to decide what state it is in. Continue to work on expressing confidence and letting go of all of the shame. And understand that you are safe, even if it doesn't yet feel like it. Practical exercises. One of the best practical exercises you can do is to write out the wounding experiences you've had and how it makes you feel. If you don't want to get a journal, take time in your day to sit and think about these things. 
When the feelings come up, do not try to change or suppress them. Allow yourself to feel and accept everything that comes up. Just be aware and accept. Body and beauty. Love your body. Every day, commit to showing appreciation to one different part of your body or your personal expression of feminine beauty. One good way to do this is through mirror work. Sit or stand in front of the mirror and appreciate your body. Observe yourself in the mirror and really affirm to yourself what you love about your appearance. Look at yourself with admiration and give yourself positive affirmations. Get used to complimenting what you like about your body. When you find yourself criticizing your body, just stop. Perhaps there are areas of improvement and that's okay. You can tell yourself that you will work on certain aspects without being harsh on yourself. In the journal, write down things you like about your body. Emotions. Practice accepting emotions and not overanalyzing them. Relax and feel the emotions as they pass through. As a human, you are an emotional being. But as a woman, you are even more in touch with your emotions. This is something to be proud of. So let go of any shame of your emotional expression. It doesn't mean to have no emotional control. It simply means that it is unhealthy to suppress emotions for whatever reason. Do daily check-ins, preferably in your journal. By becoming aware of what emotions come up and what situations cause it. If you feel shame around any emotions, track the source of this shame so you can understand why. Sex and love. Reflect on your relationships. This could be past relationships or even current ones. Be honest with yourself about how you practice sex and love. Take note of the good and the bad. If you feel you've been mistreated in relationships, ask yourself, what was it about the experience that attracted or attached you to it? The answer to this will reveal the issue that needs to be addressed. The more honest, the better. Self-worth. Taking time to love yourself is the antidote to a society that wants you to be insecure. Write what you love about yourself, your life, your talent, and gifts. You should be able to answer, what three things do you love about your personality? Maybe you've never thought about it, but now is the perfect time to. Embrace differences. One of the biggest blocks to your femininity is the mental barrier of thinking that men and women are the same, or even worse, thinking that women should compete with men. This society tends to continuously push the notion that men and women are the same. This is totally false, and it does way more harm than good. 
How can you embrace being feminine if you do not proudly accept what it means to be a woman? And being a woman means you are different to a man. In every mammal on the planet, the differences between the two genders are clear, and the differences reveal the functions of each gender within that species. Men and women are not designed with equal qualities, but neither is more important than the other. Women are needed. Men are needed. Men need women and women need men. Men excel at certain things and women excel at other things. When we bring our differences together, we create the perfect team that empowers all of us. One of the reasons women today will readily express masculinity is because they are discouraged from expressing femininity in subtle ways. Feminine energy manifests itself in various ways or behaviors, and those certain behaviors will usually be met with discouragement or judgment from the outside world. For example, if a woman went on national television and says she does not want to be an independent woman and would prefer a man to take care of her, she is likely to receive a harsh reception. Other women will criticize her. So, don't you have any ambition? Girl, you can't depend on no man. What if he leaves? Or... Me, personally, I could never depend on a man. Most people have been socially conditioned to participate in gender role reversal, and they unknowingly contribute to the perception of femininity being weak. They take all the bad examples of traditional gender expression and create a narrative that discourages others from being in their natural state. And since none of us want to be considered weak, it makes sense that girls grow up not wanting to be feminine. It is near impossible for a girl in the Western world to really have a clue about what it means to develop into a feminine woman unless she is lucky enough to be raised in a family that still holds traditional values. Traditional values are attacked. When women embrace masculinity, by declaring they are as strong as a man or can do anything a man can do. They receive social applause. After receiving mass social validation from the external world, girls then develop habits that are formed around the expression of masculine energy. For years, it may feel mentally good as the social applause feeds their ego and it feels extremely empowering to be seen as a boss bitch, a strong woman who can handle it all, a fighter who overcomes trauma, and any of the other narratives that some women cling to. Now, in the other cases, that may not have sprouted from chasing social validation. For some girls, it may simply be the life she was born into. Perhaps she grew up in a single mother family, or unfortunately, she may have become a single mother herself after being abandoned by her child's father. A life of strength and independence may have been forced onto her. 
Whatever the case may be, though, there is one likely outcome that will manifest. She will soon find that the weight of masculine expression becomes a heavy burden, and she'll find that she no longer wants to play the part of being a man just to fit into society's narrative. Her instincts drive her curiosity as she wants to embrace femininity. The problem is that it isn't so easy to just change with a finger's lick. It's difficult to do this because she may have been she may have spent years building up a lifestyle that is based on the masculine persona she was embodying. Reframe your view on femininity. The first step towards embracing femininity is to reframe the beliefs you have about femininity and masculinity. If you have never intentionally gone on a feminine journey, then I can almost guarantee that much of what you think about femininity is false. What you would have learned from friends, family, social media, and mass media would have been tainted. With this in mind, you must begin this journey by letting go of everything you think you know. Become a sponge soaking in new information. You must find the areas where you also look down on femininity. This requires great honesty. Reframe these tainted perceptions. Here's one test. If you hear someone say that women are made to be mothers and wives, do you have a bad reaction to it? Modern society has indoctrinated girls into taking more pride in the title of career woman than being a mother. Highlighting this doesn't mean that a woman should not have a career if she chooses to have one, but it certainly is not the case that working a job could ever be more satisfying or important than bringing new life into this world and nurturing nurturing it to adulthood. Being career focused is a masculine center is masculine centered. Taking pride in being a mother is an expression of the nurturing qualities of the feminine state. There are very few people that even enjoy their jobs and there are very few people that do not enjoy being a parent. Multiple studies show that around 90% of people are dissatisfied with their job. Yet, feminist culture pushes the idea that being a career woman is more important than being a mother, and that being raised with the expectation of being a mother is oppressive. Instead, you have to stop and think about the narratives being pushed onto you. Does the narrative make sense, or are you just believing it because it gives you something to fight for? Most of the time, it is the latter. The majority of the narratives that come from gender role reversal do not make women happy. They just give them a sense of purpose as they fight against what they've been told is oppression. You have to look at things from a fresh viewpoint. Instead of allowing society to spark you into an aggressive mindset and resisting anything related to traditional roles, you should embrace it. Femininity is a power. Femininity is a vulnerable, 
agreeable, and fundamentally soft state. However, people confuse this with seeing femininity as a state of powerlessness. This is incorrect. And interestingly, it is the greatest female manipulators or most seductive women that know this. I'm not encouraging you to be manipulative. However, I mentioned that because if femininity were a state of powerlessness, then it would not be the energy which a manipulator would draw on to influence others. Femininity is a power that is expressed differently than masculinity. Let's actually consider the definition of the word power. Number one, ability to act or produce an effect. Number two, the capacity or ability to direct or influence the behavior of others or the course of events. People tend to think that the only way to achieve the above two statements is in a masculine way, such as through dominance, aggression, or physical strength. Feminine expression is a state totally capable of achieving these things. You do not have to be masculine to have great influence over other people or your environment. However, it's done in a much different way compared to how a masculine person would try to enact change. Women are able to use the traits of their femininity to influence others in certain scenarios. This may even be more powerful than the use of masculinity. Consider that women are naturally better at communication. A woman in touch with her femininity thus in touch with her innate understanding of nonverbal communication, has more influence than a woman who relies on raw, direct, masculine communication. Feminine women are able to seed ideas in a person's mind, allowing the seed to slowly bloom into the result that they desire. The traits of femininity include supportiveness, so she can indirectly encourage people to do what she wants whilst having the person happy and excited about the idea of doing it. The person may even feel that the idea she planted in their mind was actually their own. Since femininity is extremely influential, this is an aspect that must be controlled whilst you heal your feminine energy. Many women already use the powers of feminine influence except they do it from a wounded place. A woman might use her words or her sexuality to manipulate others to get what she wants, and a wounded woman often wants validation from the external world. Once you heal, you do not need to use your feminine charms to elicit external validation, since the only validation you need will come from within. And a healthy feminine woman does not need to manipulate to get what she wants. Femininity is a state of magnetism. A feminine woman's presence is deemed so valuable that it literally inspires people to want to give her value in return. All she has to do is ask for what she wants. Femininity is a state of magnetism. A feminine woman's presence is deemed so valuable that it literally inspires people to want to give her value in return.
All she has to do is ask for what she wants. Many times you will not even have to ask. Others will want to give. On the other hand, though, as a person who tries to exert power in a masculine way, might push someone to do what they want to do, using raw directness and dominance. Though it may get the job done, it may not be done in a way where the other person actually wanted to do it. So I ask you, what is more powerful? To get a person to willingly do what you want or a person who does it because they are being pushed to? If it isn't already clear, femininity is just as powerful as masculinity. It's just in different ways and it's used in different contexts. Exercise. Identify where you rely on others to bring internal value that you should be providing for yourself. This reveals the area of improvement that you have to work on. It may be that you struggle to be without a romantic partner because you do not like being with yourself for an extended period of time. Or you may use sex as a method to numb yourself from the insecurities that come up. When you are by yourself, whatever it is, know that it's a wound to your femininity and you will be thankful for going through the effort of healing it. Next Sunday, we will be finishing reading Healing the Feminine Energy and the Wounds of Your Inner Child, written by Remus. Make sure to follow Gia and I on TikTok at hotgirlsread underscore podcast. If you have any questions, please fill out the Q&A if you're listening on Spotify. Thank you all so much for listening. See you all next time on Hot Girls Read with Stina. Oh, 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 oh